Welcome to the Intentional Father Podcast. For us fathers, parent our children, not by accident, but with intent. I'm your host, Aaron Stroman. Episode 7, starting off with a story from last night. I was making dinner. My son was helping. Taco night, of course. And as we were just getting things ready, doing our prep. You know, he's, Cage, Cage is working on the avocados and limes. I was working on the tortillas and cheese and chicken. He just opened up and he started talking about the situation over the weekend that happened with his sister at his mom's house. If you weren't aware, my children's parents are divorced. So they're with me half the time, with their mom half the time. And my son was describing this, this conflict he had with his sister that revolved around a video game console, and they didn't get it resolved. And he was, he was kind of venting, but also just telling me what happened. And I mean, he, I'm telling you, just out of, we weren't really talking about anything. He just started opening up and talking about it. Being the father I am, I want my kids to learn how to manage conflict and how to reach resolve, which they didn't. So this opened up another great conversation when my daughter joined us for dinner. She was taking a shower, so Cage and I were were making dinner, preparing dinner as she got ready. And I was able to teach my kids some principles and some skills on how to have healthy conflict, how to push back and forth, how to come to resolve where both people are somewhat happy and, and there's a reasonable resolution. And it was a really good learning opportunity, great conversation. Why am I starting off with this story? Because the topic for today is family dinner time. And I am going to be making a case for the traditional family dinner. I realize this probably isn't feasible or doable every night of the week, and that's okay. But if you aimed for a couple times a week to have a family dinner, I'm telling you, it will change the dynamic of your family. So let's start off by talking about some of the value. And uh, when it, I, I like to begin with scripture. The kingdom of God is often described as a feast or a banquet, banquet table. Proverbs uses imagery of sitting down at the dinner table as a picture of accepting wisdom. There really aren't any verses that say, families, you should have family dinner time. But the kingdom of God, heaven, looks like a big meal taking place. And so we can bring some of heaven to earth by doing this. I know that's kind of a loose spiritual connection, but I'm going to keep going through and and making my case. So what I described to you with my son happens all the time. If you make the dinner time, if you make the family dinner table, a place where there is no judgment from parents, whatever said, whatever shared is allowed. Even if kids cuss, you're not going to correct them or discipline them. Make it a safe place. The conversation comes out. I describe it like this. A lot of fathers and dads, you know this, you have some of your deepest thinking time when you're outside cutting the grass. If you're doing the good old lawn mowing, 
your mind is racing, you're having these deep thoughts, things come to you, you're processing. I think this happens with children at the dinner table. They're eating, but they're not just eating. They're thinking, they're processing, and then they're going to start talking about it. Thoughts are going to come into their head. Don't ask, how was your day? What happened at school today? Just sit down and create this place where the conversation can happen judgment-free. It's a safe place to process thoughts, to save feelings. And here's why. You can come back later with discipline if something's just really over the top, but you want to encourage that type of conversation. And a lot of families don't have that. A lot of children don't feel safe talking to their parents because they know they're going to be shut down. So create if you create that place at the dinner table, it's like we're nourishing our bodies. Let's also nourish our souls and let's get stuff off of our chest. I'm telling you, that is going to happen. So think of conversation stimulation versus the conversation extinguisher. Don't extinguish the conversation. Let it go. Also, don't rush dinner time. Don't rush it. You always have that one kid who eats fast and the other one who eats slow. The fast eaters can wait for the slow eaters. You just hang out and finish. And what do people do when they're not eating? They're talking. So don't rush dinner time. I think it's great for children to learn how to sit at a dinner table until everyone's done with the meal. We do this as adults when we go to restaurants with a group of people, right? If I'm done eating early, I don't just get up, pay my bill and leave. No, I hang out and have the social time with everyone else. We need to teach our children how to do this as well. Super old tradition is children asking permission before they leave the table. May I be excused? That's not a bad practice. I used to do that when the kids were young. I don't anymore because they kind of they get it. So adding and building on just some practical reasons why family dinner time is great and how to engage your kids. Have your kids help prepare dinner. Have them help cook. Set the table. What's going on here? They're engaging in productivity, so it actually makes your life easier. You're also teaching your kids how to cook. That's a great life skill to have. So have them be a part of it. They're also being a productive family member, which is a huge value that I have. I think everyone should have that value in their, in their own family. You need to be a productive family member. This is one way to do it. I'll even you know, make policies. If you help prepare dinner, you don't have to help clean up and, if, you know, and, and vice versa. That seems to, to work, especially in bigger families when you can't fit everyone in the kitchen. So having kids help. Dads, if you're grilling, teach your kids how to start a charcoal fire. How to, whether you use a chimney, whether you use a, just a pile with some lighter fluid, which I don't recommend. But have your kids be a part of that. Teach your kids how to, how to flip the steak without burning their hand. All that is great teaching time and good life skills to have. Of course, as they clean up, again, you're making your life easy. You're teaching responsibility. Another thing that I implement, not every time, but quite often, is I do game time immediately after dinner. So we're done eating, we clean the table, we clean up the kitchen, we go back to the table, and we have game time. Again, really good family dynamic. Have fun with your kids. The conversation keeps going. You'll probably get new conversation from game time that you didn't get from meal time. And that's, that's great. That's wonderful. For little kids, you know, doing like 
the matching games where you have all the cards and you turn over, try to match, you know, make, make it be appropriate. Not too long ago, I taught my kids how to play five card draw. It's like poker. No, we weren't gambling with money, but we did have chips so that, you know, there's something to wager there. I was amazed, first of all, that how quickly my kids picked up the game. And secondly, how much they enjoyed it. Uh, we'll play spades. We can play more advanced board games. Family game time is super valuable, and it goes hand-in-hand hand with, with family dinner time. So game nights are awesome. I highly recommend that. Also, family dinner time can be used for anytime there's a big announcement or a family meeting that you have to have. Maybe you get a new job, and you need to talk about how that'll impact family life. Maybe you want to uh, start scheduling a vacation and you need to plan it. So you, you start polling everyone in the family. What should we do for vacation this summer? Not only is it productive and it's family conversation, but kids get to speak into what their vacation looks like. You'll get some great creative ideas that you wouldn't have got on your own. So that's also a good utilization of family dinner time. Let's take it even deeper. Model hospitality to your kids. Have friends over, have families over, teach them how to, uh, how to serve, how to express hospitality, how to welcome guests into the home. Let your children have their friends over, neighborhood friends, school friends. Let them talk judgment-free. That's, I'm telling you, it is super valuable. The conversations I hear my kids have with their friends around food and in the car, but we're not talking about that. But it, it's invaluable. It gives me a glimpse into their life. Also, I think the art of family dinner has been lost. So as you have your friends, have your children's friends over for dinner, you may be giving them an experience that they don't get at home. Other ideas, teach your kids how to eat healthy. In our United States of America culture, obesity is a problem. Again, fathers, if you don't model this, if this isn't a part of who you are already, start with yourself, build that integrity. But we need to teach our kids how to eat healthy. Cook healthy food, only buy healthy food at, this, at the grocery store. I don't need to get into this, but... There are some fathers who are fat and you're raising your kids to be fat and out of shape. Not cool. That's a curse, not a blessing. General rule of thumb, if you have fresh vegetables and fruit paired with a clean meat, not fried, that's a healthy meal. I will grill chicken and we'll have some air fried asparagus. And that's our meal. Maybe I'll slice up an apple or an orange, have a little bit of fruit. Super healthy meal. Super delicious. Teach your kids how to eat healthy. Taking that a little further, let your kids pick out the menu for a meal. You'll get a lot of cool ideas that, that you wouldn't have got on your own. We kind of have our, our own go-tos, but when kids start talking about meals or thinking of meals or... or get creative with the food planning or they want to they want to mimic this restaurant food at home one it gets them really engaged so they're more excited to help cooking it but also it brings some variety to your family dinners 
And it's just a win-win all the way around. And then here's, here's my last point. Consider what's not happening during family dinner time. Your kids are not out on the street. They're not in front of a screen. They're not doing drugs. They're not hanging with the wrong people. They're not up to trouble. So it's like not only what are we doing, but what are we not doing? And there's at least two days a week that I have a consistent family dinner time. At least two days a week. Again, I'm 50-50, so max is about four days a week, sometimes five. But that time is so precious and so valuable. I think it's worth its own episode on this podcast, Family Dinner Time. Start it when the kids are young. Practice after school programs. It's going to get in the way of it. Sometimes Wednesday night youth ministry rushes it a little bit. But if you make it a staple in your weekly routine, I promise you the benefits are worth it. Dads, this is a great way to lead your family, to bring some unity to the family and stimulate some great conversation you wouldn't have otherwise. So may God bless you as you lead your your families, as you parent your children. Be intentional with this time. God bless you.